Awesome. Over to you, Julie. Thank you, Tim. I like that staring down the eyes. Give it a go. <laughs> I can see you up here. Well, good morning. Hey, it is so good to be back, isn't it? It is so good to actually see you. Give yourselves a clap. It's great to be here. Come on. We're not going to be slowed down by anything that's been going on. And it's just a great morning. And I know that God is going to continue doing what he does best. And this morning we're continuing on Let's Build This. And what I'm going to be covering, I'm going to be talking about vision. I'm going to be talking about some of the seasons we move through and how God uses us to build his kingdom, all in about 20 minutes. So let's go. But I want to start with a story. This is something that I found at home. Now, how many like cleaning out their cupboards or cleaning out their filing cabinets? It's amazing what you find when you clean out your filing cabinets. So I was cleaning mine out a little while ago and I found this. Now, this is the first page of a committee that I was operating in this church in 1995. So I was there so I can talk about it. So at that time, we were not here, we were um, renting a school in Doncaster. And this was a fundraising committee. And the fundraising committee was looking towards this building. Now, I want you to listen to this vision from 1995. And we're going to be moving forwards to where we are now. But there's a reason why I want to share this with you. So just listen to this. Our vision for the future, to build a caring Christian centre is that us? Which will have the facilities to outreach across our city of Melbourne. Is that us? Fulfilling the needs of the community. Is that us? Here we go, more. Establishing positive relationships that will renew our lifestyles with Jesus Christ as our focus. Is that us? Now, the reason I really want to highlight this is to say God is good. God is good. And we have seen this come to pass, and now we're on the threshold of the next stage, which is what we're talking about this morning. But I'm so excited about this because I was on this committee. I can remember those very early days, and I can remember those, those uh, visions we had and those ideas and the things that we wanted to do. And we were in unity at that stage, so I encourage you to get behind what's happening here this morning. So let's have a look at this. Where is God in let's build this? And I think I've started to answer that by what I just shared with you. Some of you might be wondering, where, where is God in this? Where is he really in this? Well, first of all, I want to say is that God gives people his vision and his provision for the vision. Very important. He gives a vision and then he gives his provision. So what is vision? I've just put a couple of definitions up for you. Vision, one definition of vision is the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. That's a dictionary definition. So who better should we look to than God for his heart and his purposes, his intent and his invitation, which is so clear in his word. So that's who we look to. God gives us his vision for his purposes, and you and I are all part of his master plan. And that master plan has been a very lengthy master plan. We'll talk about that this morning. God created us for a purpose and you and I have been created for something bigger than ourselves, haven't we? How many know that people love to get behind a cause? People love to get behind a cause. They love to get together and we see that in our community all the time. What better cause is there than the cause of the kingdom of God? What better cause is there than the cause for which Jesus laid down his life? And he's inviting us to get behind his cause together, individually and together. 
So what can be more significant? I want you to ask, um, ask you this now. What can be more significant, do you think, than fulfilling? And what can be more fulfilling? What can be more propelling than joining in the, the cause of the kingdom of God? What is there that can be more fulfilling and more, more significant? What could be more propelling in our lives than the cause of the gospel and all of that means? There is nothing that is more propelling than that. You know, when we connect into what God is doing and we connect into his heart, it will energize you. It will propel you forward. You'll be creative. You'll be fulfilled, all of those things. And I can testify to that. That's an amazing story back from 1995. That was embryonic. And some of the things we did to fundraise were sausage sizzles. You know, we were at markets. Um, we did, um, uh, um, let me think, car boot sales. Lots of things like that that just started it. And in those minutes, it talked about creating the account, which those funds were going to go into. So here we are today. That is so good. So what is our vision? Oh, our vision, okay. What is our vision? Can anyone tell me? Well done. To be a large community where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. We're talking about building community, a community with Jesus at the centre. That is what Let's Build This is about. That's what we are on about. That is his vision. So what is provision? I've jumped ahead a little bit. Provision can mean the fact or state of being prepared beforehand, a measure taken beforehand to deal with contingency. So God gives us vision and he also gives us provision. Provision talks about being prepared and that's what we're doing now. We're getting prepared for the next move, for the next season, for things we're already seeing. We've done that first part that you have seen from 1997. Here we are. So let's keep moving. So the important thing here is... In let's build this, the clear message is needing to be prepared for what God is going to do and what he's already started to do and what we're seeing in our midst. It's all about him and it's all about what he is doing. It's all about his invitation for us to join in with him. And that's the invitation that we are talking about. That's the invitation that he has for you. So what do we do today with the vision? Well, let's have a look at the principle of vision and provision. Let's just take a couple of examples from the word of God. God gave Abraham in Genesis, he gave him a vision that he would be the father of nations, didn't he? He told Abraham that his descendants would be greater and more numerous than all the stars in heaven. That's a big vision, isn't it? That's very big. And I can remember 20 years ago now, or a bit over 20 years ago now myself, standing outside my back door and just looking up in awe and wonder at the stars. And I remember God saying to me at that moment, he said, you are one of the daughters of Abraham. And I thought, wow, how true is that? How true is that? If we can understand how big God is and how big his vision is and how big his purposes are, and we'll narrow it down a little bit this morning to what you and I can do. But he told Abraham to go. He had to do something, didn't he? Abraham actually had to go. He told him to go. So in obedience, Abraham left. And he went through the journey, and we know the story, if you look at Genesis all the way through to Joshua, the story of his people moving towards God's vision. And of course, then we come to Joshua. I like this, Joshua and Caleb. I like this especially because Caleb was there. And for me, I'm closer to Caleb now than I am Joshua, so I love this. They together crossed over. God told them to go. They crossed over. They did what God wanted them to do. So they were occupying the territory that God had marked out for them. They took it. Then we had David, and David, God told David to expand the territory now. 
And we see that all the way through the stories of David. He was expanding the territory for what was going to be the nation of Israel. And then we come to Solomon. Solomon was to build. So David was to fight, take the territory. Solomon's job was to build. Now this morning, we are in the building phase. We've been through the fighting. We've been through all the struggles. We've been through those things. We are now in the building phase. And in the more recent uh, time, of course, we moved from one location to another. We did that, and here we are. And uh, I can tell you that uh, what has been before us now, we've never been in a position that we are now. And I'm speaking from the heart here this morning. Having been on the oversight of the church during one of the most difficult seasons we had here, I can testify to you of the faithfulness of God and the sacrifice of many who went before that are known only to God. But the good news is here we are and how well we are positioned. Can you tell? I'm excited. And I've been through the journey. I'm very excited because I know what we're sitting on the precipice of. I know that we're just that, you know, that moment away from what God is going to do here. So how do we respond to this vision that we have just talked about of being a large community? Well, what do we do? Well, we look at it. You know, we don't just let it slip to the back of our minds. We look at it. We pray about it. We say, God, what does that look like? Ask him to show you. Ask God to show you his heart in this because connecting with God's heart is a key here and we can see his heart. And we, I'm encouraging you to accept this morning that we're all called into this. No one's left out. We're all called into this together. You and I together can do this with God. With God, anything is possible. I'm excited, but let's not be overwhelmed by it either. Uh, God doesn't want us to be overwhelmed. He will lead us through. He will show us through. We are in a place now that others have longed to be. We're in a place now that others have longed for, sowed into. And that's you as well because you have sown into this. You have prayed. You have sown. And you and I are vital to this vision. And you are part of it. You're already part of it. It's not new to you. You are already walking in it. You have already sown into it. You have already prayed and you are very, very much a part of why we are positioned where we are today. And I feel that God wants to encourage you in that. God is moving and he's inviting us to join him. So let's quickly look at seasons for a moment. I just want to touch on this. What I've covered very quickly was one season in our church to another season. But there are seasons in our own lives, individually and also together. So what I have found is that God is at work at all times as we move through different seasons, no matter what we face. So Ecclesiastes 3 speaks of times and seasons. And there have been past seasons of extraordinary faith to get us to this place. And God is calling for an extraordinary faith this morning to move forwards into the next place. So stir up your faith. He's calling for that extraordinary faith that Abraham had. He's calling for the extraordinary faith that people had who came be went before us. And he's calling that faith up today. So stir up your faith. I feel this saying, stir it up. And as I said, I've no doubt in my mind that this is time to build. It is no doubt in my mind or my heart that this is time to move forwards. Move forwards. No doubt at all because I've seen it up to this place and I can see what's ahead and I'm excited about it. So now there's great joy for us, you know, and it's something we can be happy about, we can be joyful about, not overwhelmed by it, but be excited that we've been called into this next season and the things that God is doing. But as we, you know, can see here, God has provided so well for our needs here. 
We have a lovely building. We have lovely facilities. But the truth is that it was designed for what God was doing in previous seasons. And God is now doing something else. So we have different needs now. Our facilities need to be different. We have outgrown them. And we have to, again, this is provision for the vision. We now need to start moving and start making plans, preparations, sowing into what this is going to look like for where God is taking us next. And that's very important. We've made it once already from one geographic location to another. And I'm not suggesting we're moving geographic location, but as Pastor Matt has outlined, there are things that need to happen here. And that's what God's calling us into. So can we do it? Can we do it? Of course we can. Now let's take some encouragement and inspiration from the early church in Acts. I love the early church in Acts. Do you? Love Acts too. That's amazing. That's the most exciting part of the Bible. So let's have a look and see what the church looked like then. They were empowered by the Spirit, weren't they? So, weren't they? Yes. So, we're empowered by the Spirit, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. They had something in common, didn't they? So do we, don't we? We have something in common. They shared what they had with those who didn't have, didn't they? And so do we. We're sharing what we have with those who don't have. They saw miracles. And they saw opposition. We have known opposition, but we are seeing miracles. We are seeing healings. We are seeing amazing things as Jesus moves in our midst. God is showing us in so many ways that he is with us. Can you sense that? Can you feel that? Can you see that? So how do we get on with the job of building the vision? Well, first of all, I'm asking you this morning, I'm encouraging you to recognise the times and the seasons and to recognise the time of building that we are in. This is the season that we are in. And uh, ask God how you can join in. Pray and ask him, what is my part, Lord, in this? How can I join in this? And listen to the hearts of our youth and our young adults. If you really want to get the heartbeat for the vision, have a listen to the dreams and the heartbeat of our youth and our young adults because they see much further ahead. They're amazing to listen to. So it takes a community to reach a community. It takes a community to reach a community. It takes a community who is centred on Jesus to reach a community who do not yet know Jesus and build the community of those who know Jesus really quite simple really quite simple that's what it's all about so the church is God's plan to expand his kingdom on the earth we know that and you and I are here this morning we're here for his purposes it's a community of God's people and it's natural for it to grow it is natural for it to expand natural when Jesus talked about uh, the parables of the kingdom to his disciples and he gave them the, what we call a great commission to go and make disciples of all nations. That was a big vision for them, wasn't it? You think about it. Okay, we're a long way down the path of that vision, aren't we, that Jesus gave to his disciples. And he talked about how the kingdom works and the kingdom grows. It's made to grow. It's natural for it to grow. So we are called to reach people for Jesus and show them how to live, how to live with Jesus. And that means we need to live that way ourselves. Our lives need to be centred on Jesus. We're called to see people healed. And of course, healed lives point to the goodness of Jesus. How many know that? 
We have testimonies in this room. Many of you know that when your life is healed, you know that Jesus has touched you. And that's an amazing feeling. I've felt that many times, and I know many of you have. And uh, healed lives are excited about Jesus. Healed lives are empowered by Jesus because you are empowered by him and his spirit. Now, we don't do this alone because if we try and do this alone, you know what's going to happen? We're going to get worn out. We're going to run out of steam. But when we are empowered and equipped by the Holy Spirit, he is continually refreshing and renewing. And I felt at the end of worship this morning that, in fact, the Holy Spirit, uh, Jesus through his spirit, was bringing a refreshing just at that very end there. I really felt that. And he does that when we're in his presence. He will always refresh. So we can't do this on our own. But Jesus is with us by his spirit. And the refreshing of his spirit, the... uh, Um, empowering the vision the creativity all of those things the provision all of those things come from him we have all of that it's not us it's about him it's all about him so we don't live do we with a victim mentality because of what we've been through we don't live with any of that Uh, that that actually can uh, not be the greatest testimony for people around us we live in the goodness of God and all the things that God has done for us Because no matter what we have been through, God has been there. He's always been there. And we talk about the goodness of God and the love of God. And disappointments and even bitterness because of things that have not happened in the past can get in the way as well. So we let those go. And again, we look at, look what you've done, God. Look how big you are. Look at the big picture. Look at where we are now. Look at where we've come from. Look at where we're going, which is even more important. I've never been more excited, and I say this quite sincerely, and I won't stop talking about that because I really am. And uh, just to have us all here and be able to embrace that is just oh, so exciting. It's wonderful. So God's ways are not our ways. In Isaiah 58, sorry, 55 verses 8 and 9, God says, My thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Very important message in this. God's ways are not our ways. And we learn about God's ways through his word. We learn about the history of God, who he is, what he has said, what he has done, how he has fulfilled. And we talked about some of this already this morning. He is faithful. Sometimes he does things that we don't expect. And we may find we have a vision in front of us that we didn't expect. It may not look like what we were expecting. But God is the one that we look to. He is the one who gives us that picture of his kingdom. And it will always come back to his kingdom. And there are different expressions of his kingdom. We are in a season where he's showing us and leading us into particular expressions of his kingdom. That's good. We certainly have seen God provide in ways over the years, and I can say this as a church, that we did not expect, but he did. He did it. He did it. Thank you, God. The other thing I wanted to say this morning is this. Can you see that our faith grows, our faith together grows as we embrace God's division, vision, vision, not division, vision. <laughs> our faith grows as we embrace God's vision without division. Okay. Our faith grows together. And I can remember back in those days when we were fundraising. You know, we were, we were one. There was quite a number of us back then. I'm not taking any credit for this, so please, I'm just, just sharing a story here. But I can remember what that felt like. 
to be with like-minded people who could see. And we didn't have the money. We had nothing, very little. And, I, you know, we, can, we had this vision, though. We knew what we wanted to be. We knew what we wanted to look like. We didn't know it would be here. So there are some surprises sometimes in how God does things. But he does do it. He does do it. So we can see also in Isaiah 54, verse 2, God says this, and you've seen this before, enlarge the place of your tent. Now, this is what he said to the nation of Israel, enlarge, expand. And he's saying that to us now. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. In other words, don't hold back. Don't hold anything back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. So such an important part of expanding is to see, is to visualise, to have that vision, to see ourselves as a community and to embrace the bigger picture in our unique context because we are here for God's purposes and we have our part to play in his vision and his enormous vision and purposes. It's amazing. So how does this apply to you and I? Well, we can exercise our faith that God does go ahead we can exercise our faith that God does provide. And I know many of you have experienced that in your own lives. You can testify and you could speak about this just as well as I could up here. Many of you I know could. And let's have the faith to join him. What are we? we are called to be good stewards, aren't we, of what God has given us. And this is where it comes down to us. In Matthew 16, the parable of the talents, Jesus spoke very clearly about the accountability that we have to him for what he has given us. Very clear. We will ultimately give an account to Jesus for how we have used what he has given us, whether it's finances, whether it's gifts, our time, all of those things. And uh, Jesus has shown us that. And remember that finances have a spiritual component that's been covered very well up here. So giving is about spiritual maturity in your relationship with God. That's what it's all about. So we can invest our talents today what better investment is there than the kingdom of God? What better? It's a lasting kingdom, an everlasting kingdom. Even now, you know, we look around the world and you're seeing empires, financial empires starting to crumble. You're seeing personal empires starting to crumble. You've seen that things that have been built up starting to come down. It's happening all around the world. There's, there's, there's a very interesting thing that's happening right now things that, you know, have been built up and, uh, um, you know, people have spent their life and their energy and their investment building up empires and all of a sudden they're coming down. The kingdom of God is an everlasting kingdom. It's an everlasting investment. God always looks at our heart and that's what matters to him. So God, of course, wants our whole heart to be invested in his kingdom. He wants our whole heart to be invested in him. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't physically do other things or invest in other areas. I'm not trying to say that. But what we're saying is our heart is for Jesus first. Our heart is for his things. So God wants our whole heart. And let's have a look at, just very quickly, at Mark 12, 41 to 44. This shows how God regards the heart. And in this scene, Jesus was in the temple and he was watching people coming forward to give their gifts. Can you imagine Jesus just sitting there watching? But of course, he was discerning the heart there. And of course, the widow came through who had very, very little. And she gave what we call the widow's might. It was just the smallest amount. 
But what did Jesus say about that? He said, Assuredly, I say to you that this widow, this poor widow, has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. So it's not about the amount, it's about your heart when you're sowing into the kingdom. So please don't ever feel that any amount is too small. It's Jesus you're giving to. Some people feel they're disqualified because they may not be in a same financial position as other people may be. No, Jesus says, no, you're not, because he looks at the heart. And he's the one who multiplies, and he's the one. He is the one. He is the great steward of all things. He really is. So allow God to show you that you're part of something big, very big in his eyes and very big in his purposes, very big. Allow God to show you how he works to build the communities of his people. You can see it here. But I'm not a kingdom builder. I can hear some of you say, yes, you are. Jesus says you are. He says you are. And that's all that matters. So we're partnering with Jesus. We're actually on the front lines of spiritual warfare for the kingdom. When we're expanding and when we're reaching people, we're actually on the front lines. So you and I are on the front lines and because Jesus has placed you there. So it's time to sow into the vision. It's time to build. And time to ask God where you fit into this. So it's, as we said, it's not the amount, it's your heart before Jesus. So what do we do? There's four things we do, and it's been covered very well already in this series. Pastor Matt covered it well. It's in your uh, MCC family email on June the 4th. The whole Let's Build This is in there. But what do we do? We pray. We ask God. We plan. We make a plan for what we're going to do. We make that uh, develop we develop that sorry we develop it and then we give so god partners with us to see his vision expand doesn't he i think we've seen that this morning and i think we've seen that you and i are all part of something much bigger than ourselves but he's at the helm and that's the good news he's at the helm vision's powerful vision is very powerful there isn't time to unpack any more this morning but God is with us. God is for us. God goes before us and he is faithful. How many know of God's faithfulness? Yeah? Of course. Of course. He is faithful. So I'm going to pray with you for a moment. I feel like the Lord is saying to us this morning... To let go of shackles and let go of chains and let go of past seasons that you have been through, wherever they may have been. And he's saying, come with me now into this new season. So wherever you, whatever seasons you've been through, God has been with you and he has brought you to this place. And he's saying, come with me now. Come with me into this season. Come and walk with me in this season. Come with me into the green pastures, into the freshness of what my spirit is doing. And I hear already, I believe, has released the tiredness and the fatigue from past seasons. And he is equipping and he's releasing that freshness to enable us and to equip us to move forwards in his vision with him. Isaiah 42, 6, he said this, I will bring the blind by a way they did not know. I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked places straight. These things I will do for them 
and not forsake them. And that's his promise to us. These are the things that I will do. I will lead you by ways you have not known. I will make the crooked places straight. I will make the crooked places straight. I will lead you in paths you have not known. And I will make darkness light before you. That's his promise to us this morning. I will do this. This was actually Jesus speaking about himself through the prophet Isaiah, talking about what he was going to do when he came on the earth. And he hasn't finished what he was doing because he's still here with us. Now blind, the word blind there, yes, blind eyes see. But blind also has another meaning here. That's having a film over our eyes. In the immediate context of Isaiah, Jesus was speaking to Israel who had developed a blindness to the things of God and had started to wander away. But he's speaking to us this morning that we would see him in all his glory, that we would see his kingdom in all its glory, that we would see the bigger picture that he's inviting us to be part of. And I feel that Jesus is wanting to remove this morning any residue of film over our eyes. You see, when you take hold of the vision of Jesus, everything else falls into place. When you take hold of the vision, your life begins to make sense. When you take hold of the vision, the past makes sense in terms of where you have come to, because that's what it's about, because he's always leading forwards. Everything falls into place. Everything. So, Lord, we thank you. Lord, I ask right now that you would remove any film over our eyes, Lord, that you would remove any residue, Lord, that might be preventing us from seeing you clearly, from seeing your kingdom clearly, Lord, for seeing the greatness of who you are, for seeing that you are with us and you are leading us. Thank you for that, Lord. Lord, I ask you to renew hope where hope has faded because of past seasons which are now past. Lord, renew hope. You know, hope is the expectation of something good. And we can sit here, stand here, shout this morning that we are in something that is good, that God is good, that His uh, vision is good, that where He is leading us is good. We can sit and stand in that place. So, Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, I ask you to release the faith right now to believe in the vision. Lord, the faith right now to believe in you, the faith to follow you, Lord. Even when we don't understand, Lord, because we know where you are taking us. We know that you are the one who builds your kingdom, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to release right now a renewed passion for your vision, a renewed passion for your kingdom. Holy Spirit, would you just move amongst us now? Just release that passion again. Release the fire again. Stir up the flame again, Holy Spirit. Refresh your people. Thank you, Jesus, that you're refreshing your people. Even now, those online, you're being refreshed for the new season. You're already in it. You're already in it. But Lord, help us to see it. Help us to see you. Help us to see where you are in it, Lord. Help us to be sensitive, Lord. Help us to catch it. Help us to see it in your kingdom purposes, Lord. Help us to see it in your eternal purposes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just take that. Just take that now. 
Just take it now. Thank you, Jesus. Just receive it. Even if you don't understand it, say, Lord, I receive it. Even if you don't understand, the mind doesn't always understand, but your spirit understands. Say, Lord, I receive it. I encourage you. Even if you want to reach out your hands, Lord, I receive it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This might be the end of the message, but it's not the end of the message. Jesus is the message. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to hand back to Tim in a moment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Tim.